Hi, my name is Kate Boylan. I'm Misa Lessis. My name is Kate Pobreski, and our book was The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon by Stephen King. Okay, so a quick summary of the book is that a girl named Trisha McFarland went hiking on the Appalachian Mountain Trail with her family and got lost on her own. She faced many difficulties, including not having enough food or water in the harsh environment and the sense that something dangerous was following her. Um, we found a few themes on the side of the book. Um, there's, this book seems to have multiple, multiple themes, often following survival and the things that um, come with survival. Uh, some of the themes we found were um, uh, these, no matter how ordinary your life may seem to be, one mistake can lead to um, unexpected events. Uh, we also found a theme of fear, which is seen within um, the voice that um, is constantly described within inside the book, and um, a few other points with like the height and the environment and the overall theme, feel, and aesthetic to the book. Um, so one of the other things, so now I'm going to discuss the characters. Um, so Trisha is the main character and she's just a little girl who got lost in the woods and she like only with her Walkman, like, which is like a radio sort of. And that's like where she sort of, how she was connected to the human world while she was lost. And that's how she sort of had her hope. And during the story, we can see Trisha begin to mature more as, like, she realizes that she's going to need to conserve food and, like, she has to, like, walk in, like, some dangerous places and she just, like, grows up to try to survive. I think, like, a theme within that one is growing up. Is like, kind of growing up because you need to, not Mm -hmm. because you want to. Because often... Uh, some events like this need you to grow up. You need to grow up. Yeah, it's like almost like growing up in fear yeah. of like what's gonna happen. Sort of like that. You could also take it as that. But I remember the specific part inside a book where inside the book where she was like, I have to act as much as an adult as I can mm-hmm. in order to live. And she she has this little pep talk within herself, and then she, I, then she gets up on her feet and continues. Yeah. And then the other characters are her parents, Quilla and Larry, who recently divorced, and they're, um, they're, and, and also her brother, Pete. And so the, the, their fighting was actually what caused her to go off the path, and then, like, that's sort of what started the whole situation. But in the end, like, they sort of, like, reunite, and, like, her parents, like, while they don't, like, fall back in love, or, okay, but, like, while her parents are still, like, divorced, like, they sort of, like, come together at the end of the story for Trisha. And then and one of the other characters is Tom Gordon, who was a famous baseball player at the time, and she listens to his games at night on her Walkman to give her sort of hope. And, I mean, while, like, the actual Tom Gordon wasn't there with her, she, like, as she got, like, as she was in there more and more, and when she sort of got sick and, like, started, like, being, like, a little delusional, like, she would pretend that he was there with her and, like, he was guiding her, and, like, he made these, like, important discoveries for her, and then, like... She'd say thank you, and they would have all these conversations. And you have to understand that um, Trisha, Trisha really idolized Tom Gordon because she thought 
that he was like the best and most handsome man that there was. Yeah, she thought that he like never lost his nerve and she liked that. She had a little crush on him and I thought it was cute. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was also sort of what bonded her to her dad because like they sort of like both loved him and they would like, wa like watch his games together. And then finally, I think our last character was the voice. And she has this like, and it's like sort of like it's her own voice, but it she calls it like a tough tootsie, and like it sort of states her biggest fears. Like one of the things was like in the, on page one thirty four, the voice said, "You better not try, sweetheart. You'd never find your way, even if you were lucky enough to backtrack perfectly. It would be dark before you got there, and who knows what might be waiting." And so Trish is so at first she sort of is afraid by what the like voice is saying because like. It could be true, but then, she, like, throughout the story, we can hear her, like, saying, like, shut up and stop, and, like, I can I can do this, like, to the voice, and sort of, like, going back to what Miko was saying about one of the themes being fear, like, she sort of overcame her fear, like, in order to be able to survive. I, I love the the fact that St uh, Stephen King used the voice as, um like, a separate character. It was a separate character, and uh, it represented or symbolized internal conflict. So often when we're in a stressful situations, we, uh, our heads can get messed up and it can kind of overpower what we are. And it really like shows how powerful our minds are. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, because although the voice isn't like a real person, um, he like really played a role in like Trisha, Trisha's journey. So I think that's like really important and that's why we Put him as like a character i think it's important important for stories to have like internal conflicts with the characters mm -hmm. not just external conflicts with the characters and you can kind of get a little bit of that in some other survival books but most of it it's more like the yeah. like weather and like food and stuff but here we also yeah. see trisha fighting herself yeah and i i really like that because it it plays into an entire theme and i really love that yeah Okay, so going along with that, there, there's a quote that I really liked, and it's, um, you know better, the cold voice whispered, and of course she did. Don't hurt me, Trisha said, and now the tears came. Whatever you are, please don't hurt me. I won't try to hurt you. Please don't hurt me. I'm just a kid. And I think this is, like, really important because... Like, Trisha, she's, like, she's just a kid, and she's, she lost, she's about to lose hope because she couldn't find her family, and, like, she didn't know what to do, and there was just this voice inside her head telling her, like, you can't do it, you're not gonna be able to do it, like, you're never gonna make it out alive, and the fact that she was able to fight this voice, and, like, stand up to it, I think is very important. Another uh, form of symbolism that we found was the three gods, or like um, three beings, almost. So in the story, she starts to hallucinate because of... Hunger. Okay, yeah, hunger. Yeah, hunger. And as she's hallucinating, it's she finds like these three gods... And one of them is Tom Gordon. The other one... One of them is, um, I think... Wait, was the other one? No, it, I think it was her. It was, the, it was someone who came from the god of Tom Gordon. It was her. 
science teacher who taught her about all mm-hmm. the things that she was eating in the woods. Yes. And he said that he came from the god of Tom Gordon. Oh, okay. So Th- I feel like... Because the only one I really remember was the, like, guy who was made out of bees or wasps. Yeah. Because I think the Tom Gordon one, the his her teacher and the god of Tom Gordon... Because I think they all symbolize a different thing. Because the god of Tom Gordon and her science teacher who had taught her everything she needed to survive, they, um, they sort of symbolized her hope. Like, they gave her, like, what she needed to survive, like, both, like, m- like mentally and physically. Um, and then the other one was, like... Yeah, there was the god of the lost, and, um, he was, like, the lord of the dark places, and... He was like every kid's worst nightmare, and I think it w- he was like the god of what was like which was following her. Yes. He was actually made out entirely out of wasps, which was a little bit creepy. Yes, I just it was imagine, a wasp. <laughs> I just imagine just a guy made out of wasps. He doesn't have a face, but um, he has a robe on, like a white robe, and with a hood, <laughs> and he's just made out of wasps, and he's just standing there with all the other three finger- figures in a line like pillars yeah Yeah, i think this part provided good like imagery too yeah Yeah. i love i love this part because it's so weird and then the last god was her dad and her dad when she had like like before she even got lost she was asking her dad do you think god exists and he said i think there's like not exactly god but a subaudible who like created everything sort of and so her dad like appeared to her as the god of the subaudible and that sort of represented like what she's had sort of lost like her parents like her brother all that yeah so moving on to all right my quote the quote i really liked was the opening line the opening line was the world had teeth and it could bite you with them at any time it wanted to (laughs) i butchered that a little bit uh let me read that again the world had teeth and it could bite you with them any time you wanted you want it wanted. wanted okay my handwriting's really bad. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm just a bad, <laughs> bad reader out loud. Um, I like this quote because it's kind of like a true quote. Not all bad things happen to people because of karma, even though it could be karma. But I think there's like a variant of when uh, things go wrong just because. And uh, it doesn't have an explanation. It just happens. And that's what I really loved about this quote, because it expressed it, and it used it in the opening line, and it hooked the uh, um, audience into the book, and that's what made me love this book, because there was a lot of moments like that in the book that I really loved, And but this one was the one that struck me the most. Yeah, and I think she also used it later, because then she found, like, because that was actually her, the last thing that she heard her brother say before she got lost, was, why do we have to pay for what you did? And she repeats this quote and says, just because, like, some people, like, bad things happen for no reason. Yeah. He repeats it later in the book when after she's, like, been lost for a while. Yeah. So, uh, that was that for that one. But it was, even though it was short, it was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, and just, like, before, like, moving on to my quote, just one thing, one other thing that was symbolized in there was her Walkman. Because, like, that was her sort of, her source of, like, connection. Like, that's yeah, sort of what kept her, like... Yeah, and especially because, like her walkman had tom gordon on it which is really what kept her alive in the woods and what kept her like sane and yeah like, calm and what kept her from like freaking out and 
not knowing what to do. Yeah, and there's a moment when it dies, like, it's sort of, like, near the end, and she sort of starts crying, and she tries telling herself, like, it would have happened anyway, but then she says, like, she starts feeling more alone, and so I just think it symbolizes how important it was for her. Yeah. It also points out how social creatures humans are. Mm -hmm. Like, we need other people to keep us sane. And so, as we, like, expand our knowledge and go and explore uh, other places, uh, or survive on our own, it's a, it's not necessarily the external, but more the internal battles that yeah, are the it, most It kind of shows us that we, like, even, like, when we're alone, we, like, try to, like, rely on something else to, like, help us, even though, like, there's maybe not another person, but there's, like, another thing that, like, is there with you that, like, will really help you through it. I think an example of this is um, Tom Gordon. Remember how we pointed out earlier that she would imagine conversations between him yeah. and her? Um, I think that's another thing she used or did to keep herself sane, was um, create an imaginary person to survive with so she wasn't totally alone. Yeah, and like people do this like even like not in survival situations. Like I know like sometimes like when you're like sort of like falling asleep and then you're like what if like this happened and like you just sort of like imagine like a conversation and i feel like it shows that like it can happen like not even when you're surviving yeah a lot of lonely people <laughs> i think a lot of lonely people would have like an inanimate object or some or someone who they would sort of talk to mm-hmm. in quotations um because uh it makes them feel less lonely okay and so my quote was um a road it's a road i found a road thank you god thank you god thank you for this road finally she stopped slipped off her pack and lay down in the road this was made by wheels she thought and laughed through her tears after a little while she rolled over and looked at the sky and i think that this quote just shows like how much she had been through and like before she was like like she wasn't like spoiled particularly but she had been like she sort of like didn't take all like she took most things for granted probably Mm -hmm. but now like she's like crying because she like she found a road and like it showed that humans were there and like wheels and like it sort of shows how much she's been through Mm -hmm. and like that she's like so excited and it sort of symbolizes that she's like close to being rescued and like putting this all behind her Mm -hmm. okay with that i think rating okay so So. i think i think we decided to give us a 7.5 out of 10 yeah originally i decided eight but because we said seven so like we Unanimously agreed to give it a 7.5. Yeah. Uh, reasons? Um, because I think this book was really engaging and like it showed like some like because like some of the like survival stories like that wouldn't like the ma- I know some people groups are reading like the Maze Runner and like that's a really good book but like mm-hmm. that wouldn't happen but this like this could like really happen to anyone mm-hmm. and so I thought it was pretty cool and. I like the characters and stuff, but I feel like there are parts of it that, like, were a little dry. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe that could just be us, but... Yeah. Um, I think it's just how you interpret it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it because of the writing style and how, um, how, like, real mm-hmm. this character seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's an average, everyday thing, and I can kind of relate to the character's position. Not entirely, but I can kind of relate to the character's position of being the one in the middle. Because that's a common theme. And then, like, her brother, like, being totally rebellious and, like, being the, uh, like, the, de- the weight that's carrying the rest of them down. Yeah. 
and then the mother just trying her best, her honest best. To, yeah. Like, keep everyone sane. And then she's and in then the her middle. dad's, like, drinking. Like, she, there was the part where she, like, had a sort of flashback to when her dad was drunk and, like, was really mean to her and, like... Yeah, and yeah. I feel like I really like this book because, yeah, especially, like, it can happen to, like, anyone. And I think the way that they, like, created the book to, like, what happened and everything, I think it was, like, really cool. And I think I really enjoyed it and... It was actually like I was following along with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So overall, it was a great book. Um, not the best I've ever read, but yeah. I really still like the book. That yes. doesn't mean I didn't like the book. Yeah. So, so this has been the Paperback Boys. Yep. Signing S- out. Signing off. Bye.